Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Michael Moorcroft. The world is full of unseen forces. Let me be your guide as we lift the veil and peer into the face of the unknown. This is the major as well, your one-on-one guide to all things witchcraft and spiritual. Hey majors, welcome back to the show. This week we have another tale of the Zodiac. And I'm going to be looking into the origins and the myths around cancer, the crab sign. Cancer is symbolised by the number 69 pushed on its side, and it's represented by the crab. It is the dimmest of all the zodiacal constellations, and it was actually the ancient sign of the summer solstice, and marked the highest point of summer. This has changed in more recent times, due to the wobble of the earth on its axis, called the procession. Now the main myth about cancer revolves around Heracles and his twelve labours. Hera hated Heracles and wanted to cause some trouble. She sent a sudden wave of madness to Heracles, where it took him over and he slaughtered his wife and children. Once this wave of madness subsided, he realised what he had done and was distraught. He went to the oracle of Delphi and prayed to Apollo, where he was told he will serve the king of Mycenae, Eurytheus, for ten years. Whilst doing so, he would complete impossible tasks. These would become known as the labours of Hercules, and there would be ten in total. But as time went on, this changed to twelve. The sign of cancer relates to the second labour, the killing of the Hydra. The Hydra was specially created by Hera to kill Heracles, and it was a serpentine water monster, possessing many heads, and the breath of these heads was poisonous. So poisonous, in fact, that the air around its lair, the Lake of Lerna, fabled to be an entrance to the underworld, would kill anyone who inhaled it. As Heracles approached the lake, he covered his mouth with a cloth. He stirred the beast from its slumber by firing flaming arrows into the cave where it slept. The spring of Amimon, which slithered from the cave and began to attack Heracles, and so deadly had the air become around it that Heracles had to now hold his breath while he fought it. He swiped his sword at the heads and lobbed one off, but a curious thing began to happen. As he did so, two more heads sprouted from its severed neck. Realising he was in trouble, he called upon his nephew, Elolus. 
He came up with the idea that as Heracles severed the head, Aeolus would seal the stump with fire and prevent new heads growing. They had a plan, and as they fought the creature, they saw it was working. Hera, to her dismay, was losing as Heracles chopped off another head. To throw a spanner in the works, she sent a giant crab called Carcanos. And when I say giant, we're not too sure how giant. Artwork depicts it as a football-sized crab, so that's something to bear in mind. Now this crab, it attacks Heracles' foot. Heracles is momentarily distracted and crushes the crab under his foot, where he can now carry on fighting. He kills the Hydra, and he dips his arrows in the blood of the beast. The Hydra's blood was also highly poisonous, and his second labour was finished. To honour the beasts, Hera immortalised them in the stars, placing both the Hydra and Carcanos in the heavens quite close together. Now in other versions, Heracles kicks the crab so hard that it flies into the heavens and becomes the constellation that way. To say the crab's role was minor is an understatement. Now, cancer as the illness gained this name due to Hippocrates. He noted that the malignant tumours reminded him of a crab. We don't know exactly why. Some suggest that hardness reminded him of the shell. Others suggest the pain that the tumours cause relate to a crab's pincers. Another theory is how stubborn a crab is, that once it pinches, it refuses to let go, much like cancer. Now, later down the line, Celsus, a Roman encyclopedist, translates Carcanos, the Greek word for crab, into cancer, the Latin word for crab or crayfish. And that is how the illness cancer gained its name as we know it today. Back to the zodiac sign though, the centre of this constellation contains a fuzzy cluster of at least 1,000 stars that look like a misty light, and it's called the Beehive Cluster, as it resembles a swarm of bees, thought to be over 600 million years old, the ancient Greeks called this cluster Prezepe, meaning manger or cradle, and they thought it was the floor of heaven. In China, it was known as Tishati, translating to the exhalation of piled up corpses, and the Chinese also associate cancer with a bird. In ancient times, this cluster was often used to predict the weather, but Prezepe was to play an important role in astronomy. Galileo was the first to realise the cluster was numerous stars grouped together. It was this discovery, along with his subsequent others, that paved the way to the scientific revolution. The Chaldeans saw Prey as the gate of men. This was the area in the heavens where souls descended from in order to be born into this world. Either side of this cluster are the stars of Acellus Borealis and Acellus Australis, two stars relating to donkeys. Now these donkeys were catastrophized, or placed in the heavens, after Dionysus and Silenus rode them into battle against the titans. The braying of the donkeys scared the titans, who had never heard such a sound, causing them to retreat and the Olympians to win the war. It was believed that the moon was in this constellation at the time of the world's creation. The moon is also its planetary ruler, and as a result the Roman goddess Diana has been attributed to Cancer. Crabs are also heavily influenced by the different phases of the moon. The Egyptians related it to a dung or scarab beetle, which ultimately represented their god Kefri, who embodied the summer sun and rolled the sun across the sky, similar to how these beetles rolled dung. 
Meanwhile, over in India, Sanskrit shares an ancestor with the Greek language, and it's thought to influence the name Kansa. The Sanskrit version is Karka. Remember, the lame crab was called Karkanos. Mul Alul was how the Babylonians and the Sumerians knew this constellation, and it was seen as a crayfish, a crab, or a turtle, as the Hydra constellation, which sits near Kansa, slipped from view due to the precession. Cancer took on some of its qualities. It became unlucky, and it was seen as the entrance to the underworld, which relates to the Greek myth where the Hydra actually guarded the underworld. Now, Cancer for the Mesopotamians marked a time of death in the land. It was the height of summer, as the ancient summer solstice fell during the sun's passage through Cancer, and it would make the land barren. Rain would stop, and rivers would recede, scorched by the summer sun. In some Mesopotamian magical texts, there's reference of using crabs to raise spirits from the underworld and to pay homage to the dead. Astrological omens around this constellation were based around floods. A translation from a tablet reads, quote, If the stars of the crab scintillate, meaning flash or sparkle, high floods will come. If the stars of the crab are faint, high floods will not come. In fact, the two front stars of this sign marked the waters from the Tigris, and the back ones, the Euphrates, and these are the two main rivers that run through what was then known as Mesopotamia. It's thought that the labours of Hercules were inspired by an older Mesopotamian version called the Slain Heroes, which centred around the god Ninurta, who battles against a seven-headed dragon and fights against a turtle. Remember how I said the Mesopotamians saw this constellation as a turtle? But regardless of how the cultures in the ancient world saw this constellation, whether it be crabs, beetles, or turtles, they all have one thing in common, a hard shell and a soft interior. These animals were all seen as pushing the sun into place for the summer solstice. But looking at the subtext, something interesting comes up. Now these myths that I've been looking at in relation to the zodiac, some of them reference a new constellation being created. These myths could have been inspired by the procession, where the stars appear later and later in the calendar. Therefore, they sought to reform and explain the heavens that the ancients gazed up at. And majors, that's it. That's a wrap for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. My intent with this podcast is to provide guidance and inspiration for those on their spiritual path, and to talk about interesting parts of history relating to spirituality. I also want to connect you with information that is both useful and reliable. Would you like to support me and encourage me in creating more episodes? With your support, I can give the podcast more time and create more quality content. You can support me through Patreon and gain access to exclusive content and be part of the Majors Well community, as well as being in the communal sugarpots bell. The link is in the episode description. You could also support me by following my Instagram at the Majors Well, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and telling your friends about the show. Please get in touch with anything you wish to share at themajorswell at gmail.com and you may just get featured. A big thank you to Coral St. Clair for the podcast artwork. Also, thank you to Yolanda Valenzuela for subscribing to my Patreon. I'm sorry that this week's episode was brief. The Cancer sign is infamous for its poor mythology, and it's also the dimmest constellation in the Zodiac. No disrespect to Cancers. I really struggled to pull up more info on it. The poem this week is called The Paper Nautilus by Marianne Moore, and a nautilus is a marine mollusk.
For authorities whose hopes are shaped by mercenaries, writers entrapped by tea-time fame, and by commuters' comforts. Not for these the paper nautilus constructs her thin glass shell, giving her perishable souvenir of hope, a dull white outside and a smoothed edge inner surface, glossy as the sea, the watchful maker of it guards it day and night. She scarcely eats until the eggs are hatched, buried eightfold in her eight arms, for she is in a sense a devil fish, her glass ramshorn cradled freight, is hid, but it is not crushed as Hercules, bitten by a crab loyal to the Hydra, was hindered to succeed. The intensely watched eggs coming from the shell free it when they are freed, leaving its wasp nest floors of white on white and close laid ionic cheaton, of white on white and close laid ionic cheaton folds, like the lines in the mane of a Parthenon horse round which the arms had wound themselves as if they knew love is the only fortress strong enough to trust it to. Peace out, witches. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 